0: and we've got lots to chat about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Need to Chat. My friends, there is no badge of honor in doing something alone. In fact, no matter what you are tackling, whether it's motherhood, entrepreneurial life, a corporate job, a project or initiative, achieving a goal, or making your dream come true, it's okay to ask for help. Yet many of the people that I coach struggle with this concept, and I admit I used to as well. Let's face it, it can be hard to ask for help. First of all, it requires an admission that you need help, which may make you feel less competent or able, or may make it look like you don't have a good handle on things. But really, there is no shame in asking for help. In fact, it shows self-awareness and good decision-making. So let's reframe that shame to a show of strength. If asking for help helps you manage your time and energy, two finite resources that you cannot recover, it's actually smart to ask for help. It's good to be aware when you think you may be in over your head and to recognize where you may lack the expertise that possibly isn't worth your time or effort and energy to figure out. In that case, you may wish to ask for help by delegating or outsourcing. And by doing that, you may free yourself up to engage in another activity that is a priority for you. Or perhaps you need some help figuring something out. And by asking for help, you can tap into the expertise of someone who can help you and teach you. It's wise to know when completing an activity on your own may lead you to burnout, resentment, frustration, or possibly even anger. And be proactive about it, right? Nobody wants to be in that energetic state. So if you have a sense that taking on something is going to give you those emotions, perhaps asking for help is a better alternative. How can you make your life easier? Somewhere in the transition from women being homemakers to the women being glass ceiling breakers, we lost sight of our village, our collective support system. I feel as women, we have this need to show up and prove ourselves as perfect, as capable, as competent, as smart, as resilient, and unstoppable on all fronts. And for whatever reason, asking for help seems to be internalized as a sign of weakness. To this day, as hygiene and growth-oriented, goal-getting women, we have a ton on our plates and we pride ourselves on it. We may have demanding careers and houses with little ones, It's a lot to juggle social calendars and medical appointments and extracurriculars and a clean home and healthy meals and also make ourselves a priority and spending time with our loved ones a priority. Even saying all of that made me tired just now. So it's no wonder we are feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and the to-do lists just keep growing and growing. And if on top of all of those things, you have a side hustle or a passion project on the go. I salute you. And while we may hold our abilities to juggle all of this with pride, in fact, it may have become an essential part of our identity. I want us to think, at what end are you happy? Are you healthy? Do you even want all these plates? If you could say no to some of them, would you? Why aren't you? If you could get help for some of these things, what's stopping you? It's okay to ask for help. Let's normalize that we all need help. Let's bring that village back. Relationships are all about interactions and energy exchanges. So let's build relationships that help us thrive and show up to be the best that we can be. Let's surround ourselves with people that step in for us and that we step in to help too. We don't have to go at life all alone we can welcome ease into our life through delegation and outsourcing and asking for help. I gotta tell you, as a recovering perfectionist, I've been there. I used to hate asking for help. I had my own way of doing things, and I really struggled with letting go of control, probably because that was a safety net for me, having control. And I was always afraid that if I gave up control, things wouldn't be done to my satisfaction or on my timeline, And if things weren't done to my satisfaction, then I would probably have to redo the work. So really, I didn't see a time-saving benefit at all. In fact, I thought it was adding to my workload. Whether it was a work project or a house tour, I really did feel that all things could be best done by me. And at least by then, I know where we are in all steps of the process. I know that I'm going to show up. I'm not going to let myself down. But really what I found was this approach also made me very angry and resentful because I was tired and I was burnt out and I was doing more than what I thought was my fair share. But that was the problem. I wasn't letting people in to help me to create that balance. And then fast forward when the kids came into the picture, it all had to end, right? Whether I liked it or not, I had to call in reinforcement, especially in the first few days of motherhood when you're adjusting to so much in terms of physical recovery and the hormones going up and down and sleep deprivation, emotional well-being, all that stuff that you read about, but you really didn't know what it was about until it hit you in the face. For me, that was a wake-up call because there was just no way that I could keep moving. Day two of motherhood, I already felt like I was drowning in overwhelm, and it was a real blow-up to my self-confidence and self-esteem. And I just want to say if there are any mamas in this situation that are tuning in, I am holding space for you and I really encourage you to please tap into all of the help that you can find. It really is a game changer, especially in those early days. If you have a difficult time asking for help, here are some ways to make it easier. First, change your self-talk. Instead of looking at asking for help as a weakness or something to be ashamed of, think of it, as we mentioned, as a sign of strength, awareness, and courage. Instead of thinking that you've possibly failed or are inadequate and making that a broad generalization about you, let's be realistic and let's make it about the situation. So you are not a failure. You are not inadequate or incompetent. You just need help with something specific. Next, I want you to really know yourself, right? Nobody knows you like you know yourself. So know your strengths and your areas of expertise and what makes you feel good. And if anything doesn't fulfill those criteria, that's probably a good indication that you need some help or you could welcome some help in that area. Also, it's so important to know your limits. Know when you've taken on too much. Know what your feelings of overwhelm or burnout could look like. And with that knowledge, make it a point to integrate self care into your daily routine so that you can avoid those circumstances from happening. And if you haven't done so already, I have a free guide called the 10 Daily Habits to Love, Peace, and Success. It's linked in the episode description, but it gives you really practical and simple ways to integrate self care into your daily routine. I can't emphasize enough how valuable I think this guide would be for you. So please do check that out. With all that aside, I also want you to look at asking for help as a way to advance what is important for you. So obviously, whether you have asked for help so that you could up level your skills because you want to do a good job at something or you are outsourcing it because you have realized maybe you're not the best person to do it. The reason why you are taking the approach is because you want the job done and you want it done well because it's important to you. I'll give you a very recent example of this. In a few weeks, I'll be taking on another work commitment. And this work commitment is important to me. I want to do a great job, but so is the stuff that I've been currently working on, like my book, like this podcast, like my coaching clients. These are all things that are non-negotiables that have to keep moving, and they're all important to me, and I want to continue to advance them. And so in anticipation, I have asked for more help. I have now put in place some more rigid and formal accountability mechanisms through my own coach. And I've also made a list or a game plan of all the things that I could potentially outsource should I feel overwhelmed so that I'm tapping into myself and I'm not afraid to ask for help and expand the help that I receive. There's no shame in doing what I did. It just shows good strategic planning. It's just me being aware that things might get a little bit more tough. And what am I going to do when things get tough? How am I going to manage that so that things are sustainable for me and enjoyable for me and that I can continue to make the impact that I want? On that note, when it comes to your support system, know who your people are. The ones that are reliable and capable and won't make you feel bad or guilty for asking, the ones that will happily support you and that you in turn would also happily support. And when you do decide to approach your support system for some assistance on something, it's a really good idea to be very specific in what you want help with so that they understand what you're looking for and you get the results that you want. Also, when it comes to your support system, I want you to remember that relationships are an energy exchange. So doesn't it feel good when you show up, brothers? We all want to be there to help other people out. So just think that other people probably would also want to be there and would equally feel as nice helping us out in whatever capacity they can. And also by letting other people in to help us, we are giving them an opportunity to learn important skills. And we're also deepening our relationship with them because we're building trust. We're showing them that we are holding them accountable, that we trust that they can do the job, that you're letting go of the reins. So whether it be kids learning chores and doing things around the house, I mean, my kids are definitely not going to be cleaning the house the way I want to clean my house. But I'm giving them that responsibility, that accountability and helping them grow. And I'm also Able to indulge more in my self care. If things are done, maybe not to my satisfaction, but they're still done. The world is not going to collapse if they missed a spot when they were dusting. If asking for help is really hard for you, then just start small. Ask for help with smaller things, and then it's like a muscle. So you'll get comfortable with that concept, and then you can move on to bigger things gradually with time. So Letting go for the need to be in control and asking for help has really changed my life in so many positive ways. And I'm not going to lie and say that it's easy for me. It still takes lots of intention to keep a healthy distance and let others approach tasks that I used to do in their own way. But that time, that peace, that energy freedom I found is definitely worth that trade-off. It feels good to give help and also receive help. And it strengthened my personal and professional relationships. It's given me a healthier identity because I don't feel that I need to do all of those things to feel validated. So my friends, my challenge for you this week is to take a look at your life and see if there are opportunities to welcome more help into your life and use some of those things that we talked about in this episode to identify those opportunities. And also, who could you ask for guidance? Who is your support system? And if you are up for a bonus challenge, I want you to consider where in your life you could give help to others. What are your zones of genius and who in your world could use an extra boost? And on that note, if you need help in any area of your life, I'd be happy to support you as your coach. I offer one-on-one as well as group coaching sessions, so feel free to connect with me using the information in the episode description. Until next time, friends, ask for help, and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita chat podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you.